In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. I'm your producer, Bria Felician, here with another special episode. Less than a week ago, Georgia held its midterm elections, with the marquee race on the ballot being the contest for governor between Democrat Stacey Abrams and Republican Brian Kemp. And as you know, the race hasn't ended like others across the country, with a victory or concession speech on election night from either candidate or still with any true official winner. We wanted to take you to election night and let you hear from voters who are at the campaign parties. First, the Abrams campaign party. It's election night in Georgia, and hundreds are gathered at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta for Stacey Abrams' election watch night party. There's a line of supporters wrapped around the hotel lobby as they wait to go down the escalator to the ballroom. All right, one by one, one by one. Everybody, one by one. Thank you, thank you. Take it easy, one by one. I don't want nobody to get hurt on the escalator. You can find Abrams' name and face on pretty much anything. It's on T-shirts, sweatshirts, posters, and even on someone's pair of socks. Dressed in a blue sequin top, Lawrence Malloy says it's Abrams' time to shine. I don't have a million dollars, but it just feel like I want a million dollars. Like, we don't even know the big... We don't even know the results yet, but I am sure it's going to be a victory. Um, You know, despite all that Stacey has had to uh, run against, literally she's been positive. She's always kept her uh, campaign grounded in the truth. And she, she's unbelievable, amazing. Like, wow. (laughs) We are the worker bees. Worker bees, worker bees, worker bees, worker bees. bees. Jackie Stewart spent time helping Georgians register to vote in the 2018 midterm elections. It was the first time in her life that she knocked on doors for a political candidate. I've always donated. I've always voted, but I felt like that was on the sidelines. I felt like I had to get off the sidelines. The doors open and guests make their way to the velvet ropes in front of the stage. The crowd is diverse. There are men, women, and children of all ages and races at this event. While waiting for Abrams, high-profile attendees take to the stage to speak, including Congressman John Lewis. Be hopeful, be optimistic, and keep your faith, and keep your eyes on the prize. 
The energy in the ballroom remains high well into the night. Voters are dancing to Beyonce, taking pictures in front of a gold backdrop, and keeping the momentum going. It's around 1.30 a.m. and we're still waiting to hear the election results. But according to polls, Abrams' opponent Brian Kemp is leading with 50% of the vote. Although not all of the votes have been counted. This doesn't discourage the crowd and Abrams makes her way to the podium to thank attendees for their support and encourages them to remain hopeful. And that's what Stewart plans on doing. I'm excited. I'm just as excited. I'm hopeful. I feel like I have to work even harder now. So I'm looking forward to working just as hard for her. And I just believe and trust that she's going to pull this through. And Malloy says he's ready for what's next as Georgia braces itself for the possibility of a runoff. Just like an Energizer Bunny, we just keep on going on and on and on. Team Abrams will not stop until the job is done. I got my tennis shoes ready, and they're blue, and I have Team Abrams on the side of them. Come on, Stacy, let's get the job done. Georgia continues to wait in anticipation as absentee and provisional ballots are still being counted. For the AJC's Politically Georgia podcast, Jasmine Monet Ellis. And now, the Kemp campaign party. The, uh, the unofficial results need a little bit more time. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this without a shadow of doubt. The votes are in, the votes are here, and we have the votes. And the next governor of Georgia is going to be Brian. Confidence was a word of the night for Kemp supporters who attended the Republican campaign watch party at the Classic Center in Athens on election night. The confidence was clear during the interview Senators David Perdue and Johnny Isaacson and former Governor Sonny Perdue gave before the party even began. That confidence was repeated throughout conversations overheard throughout the night and magnified when current Governor Nathan Deal made a quick appearance on stage. The crowd cheered when learning of Ted Cruz's win in Texas and Andrew Gillum's concession in Florida, though no word on Georgia's governor's race. Kemp led Abrams throughout the night, but the lead he began with shrank as results from Metro Atlanta precincts piled in. For hours after polls closed, everyone waited. But odds were glued to the projection screens, which refreshed the Secretary of State's election results every so often. And as Kemp's lead continued to shrink, some of that confidence supporters held began to waver. But around 2.25 a.m., the screen refreshed and showed that with 99% of precincts reporting, Kemp led Abrams with 50.76% of the vote. The crowd went up again in cheers. Still, no one had heard anything from the candidate himself all night, until a little after 3 a.m., he gave an altered version of the campaign speech he'd given many times before, but changed the ending just a little bit. The math is on our side to win this election. And the way that speech ended returned a little confidence to Kemp supporters and fueled them as they filed out of the Classic Center to make their late-night journey home. Holly Smith, a 20-year-old from Marietta, was one of the voters re-energized by Kemp's speech. Really excited. Really, really excited. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Um, we've been pulling for him for a long time. And so it's almost just like relief because it was getting real close there at the end. And there was some apprehension, some nervousness. But then he 
seemed to pull through in the end. And so, yeah, I mean, when he gave the speech, I was tired before, but now I'm <laughs> wide awake. I'm so excited. 18-year-old Caroline Bell, a first-time voter from Marietta, was one of those voters full of energy despite the late hour because of the results. I'm very excited. And we actually, so back in the 2016 election, we called each other at 3 in the morning um, when Donald Trump became president of the United States of America. And here we are now. So it's a very wonderful feeling just knowing that a lot of times the, the media will portray a certain image of what Americans are thinking, and um, the votes don't always um, match up to that. I obviously vote Republican and really stand for what Brian Kemp stands for, protecting the lives of the unborn and just supporting women in business and just supporting um, foster care, and that's a huge part for me. And Jasper Presley, who drove to Athens from Paulding County, expected the night to go the way it did, though he hadn't expected the race to be as close as it was. I'm feeling quite neutral. I pictured it being a three-point win, so it dipped below that, about 2.5%. So that that was kind of surprising, but at the end, I knew the win was going to happen. But no, I mean, the numbers showed that there was an almost even, except maybe 2% race there of people who wanted Stacey Abrams. Maybe not what she stood for, because unfortunately I've come across a lot of people who don't know what she stands for. They just see the color and the, the gender, but they support her, and I respect that. And that's what a lot of people fail to understand. You have to respect that the candidate represents the people behind her. And I knew it was going to be a win, but I didn't think it would get below 3%. That's all for this week's edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. And as always, thank you for listening. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.